You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to part two of the holy shit, it's the NBA free agency and everything's happening all at once. And how do you keep track of all of it? Um, I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews on the 10,000 Lives podcast. Julian, how are you? Doing great. It's uh, like we just did this. I know. Well, <laughs> funny story. Uh, no. Yeah, very, very good. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm liking all the moves my teams are making. So that's a good place to be. It's a good place to be. And we'll talk about all of them. Um, yesterday, if you missed part one, we talk about the Timberwolves signing Tareen Prince. Uh, we talk about moves to come mostly we dive into the d'angelo russell situation where where that's at and then we uh talked about deshante murray and some moves in the nba so if you missed that go check it out nothing is too outdated i don't think um obviously we didn't talk about the timberwolves signing kyle anderson which we'll talk about now um we'll talk about towns supermax and then there's just some more news around the league believe it or not (laughs) that have happened uh in the last what 12 hours or so so um let's dive in first Wolves sign Kyle Anderson to a two-year, $18 million deal. Um, Anderson, who's 28, spent the last four seasons with the Grizzlies, averaged uh, seven and a half points, five rebounds, three assists per game last year. Um, Julian, what did you what did you think of the move? Love it. I love it. I mean, it, you know, he's another stats don't tell the story guy, you know? Yeah. I feel like the Wolves are just trying to load up on these guys who can just kind of do everything, who are good defenders, who don't really have any hugely exploitable weaknesses, you know, like just guys who can be on the floor and help you win games, <laughs> you know, which is like, it sounds like, well, duh, that definitely that's what you'd go for in any basketball player, yeah. in any player in the NBA. But just when you're building around two stars and we'll get to the cat extension, but when you're building around Ant and cat, like you just need these utility guys. And um, I think Kyle Anderson is like one of the best of those guys in the league and I, I mean the money is good I, like i don't know i just i think it's great i'm all about it 
I just don't really, I don't have a downside. I just don't, he doesn't hurt you anywhere and he can help you in a lot of places. He just kind of like, you feel good with him on the floor. You know, when, when he was like, we played against him in the playoffs and he just always does things that help you. Yeah. And not every player does. And so that's, yeah, and that, that's what I wanted to talk about. Cause he like, again, you're right. Like you, in the playoffs, he averaged like five points, four rebounds, yeah, yeah. three assists per game, whatever, but he was able to play 20 minutes per game. Mm-hmm. And was a huge part of Memphis's success. Um, he's not necessarily what you'd call like a stretch four, but he's a guy who can play the three or four. Right. And he can, he can like, it's weird that he, he's not a stretch four, but at the same time, like he, it feels like he does open up the floor with like, with, yeah. with his length and the things he can do, like he can handle the ball and he can like be the facilitator. And um, yeah, by no means are we like, Oh my God, this is going to like turn the wolves into a contender. Um, but Suddenly, if you look at this roster now, where I think last year we looked at it and we were like, wait, is like Josh Akogi part of the rotation? Is, yeah. Does he need to be? Is Play Jake Lane? Yeah. And like, like, and then like, I think you and I on this podcast, we fell victim to it a few times of like uh-huh. being like, oh yeah, these guys are like actually rotational players. Um, like if, if, like, if, if you look at the lineup right now, and this is, um, without any moves and the wolves right now have 15 players on their team. Um, so any move coming up, including the draft picks and the two, eight contracts. So any move coming up would need to be a trade. Um, so just something to keep an eye on. If you're waiting for the the wolves to make a move, if they do make a move, that means probably a trade is coming or, um, or it's not a real deal. Also, I don't know if you saw this, the wolves were rumored to, there was a report that they offered Daniel Gallinari a one year. Yep. I saw that. Yeah. I was, that was interesting. Obviously that, if yeah. that would have worked out, that would have been nice, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, rotation right now, um, starting lineup, probably Russell, Beverly, Edwards, Vando, Cat. Um, and then I think at the off the bench, you have um, a mix of McLaughlin, Malik Beasley, Tareen Prince, Kyle Anderson, um, Nas Reed slash Kessler, and then, of course, Jade McDaniels who I think you could convince me that he could be like the starting four as well. Yeah, that's kind of nice. And also you can mix in any of those guys. Like, I feel like you can mix in any of those bench guys with the starters and end up with pretty nice combinations. I think it'll just give Finch a ton of flexibility. That's the thing. Having Prince and Anderson, like they can both kind of play like a couple positions. Same with Jaden. It's just, I just see, we're going to see some interesting lineups. They'll be able to be creative. It's just like not a roster that's locking you into any kind of, one lineup or one way of playing. I, you got to think the Wolves will probably still add some size. Yeah, that's, I mean, but it, if they do, I think it would have to be through a trade. Yeah. Um, you, but I think like, I think at this point they're probably, if they're trading, unless it's like a big deal thing, like they're probably trading for a center. Right. Yeah. I, I, I would think, um, I, I would think that'd be the move. Um, yeah. G- dude, good call on that. Like the, just the flexibility, because yeah. you think about it, if you, let's say you take out any of these guys in the lineup, right? Like, Let's say you take out Russell and you put in Prince in the lineup, or you put in Anderson, or you put in McDaniel's. Like all, you take out anybody from the starting lineup, like whether it's Edwards, Beverly, Vando, Cat, and you sub in Prince, Anderson, or McDaniel's, and like yeah. it, it makes sense. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah. like you can talk me into uh, Kyle Anderson, Patrick Beverly, Anthony Edwards, Vando, and Cat. Like that, right? That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And they yeah. like, yeah. So I. I really like the signing overall. It's not like the big sexy move, um, whatever. But um, it, it was a smart it, though, and and, and it gives you it gives you flexibility um, 
you know, heading into to next season. So, yep. um, and I mean, so like this was always going to be a year where, I mean, the top free agents are not that good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's good that the wolves are not, I mean, they don't really have the cap space to do it, I guess right now anyway, but like, it's good that they're not trying to go like sign and trade for some of these guys who aren't that good and give them a ton of money. Like it, it's just not, it's just good. It's just like, is this thing? It's the thing that smart franchises do is they find guys that can make a difference at reasonable price points and they get them. And um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, it sounds like um, the report that I'm seeing from Darren Wilson from um, uh, ABC or, or channel five here in Minneapolis is that the wolves are interested in bringing back Gorgie Jang. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, probably not the size right. we're looking for, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. more news from another Wolves big, the town, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, no surprise on the same day that, uh, Nikola Jokic signed his big deal and, um, Devin Booker signed his big deal. He signed his Supermax. Yep. It's a four year, $224 million deal. It keeps him in Minnesota until 2028. Um, nothing to really like talk about too much. Um, he'll, he'll be the most tenured Timberwolves player ever. Yeah. I mean, this. Yeah, after six years, he'll be have been in the on the team for fourteen years. It's crazy. Like after this deal's up, yeah. um, I, I'm I'm very happy that this happened. I feel like sometimes we kind of give Towns a hard time on this yeah. podcast, and especially after the playoffs, where like he had some serious issues. Um, but, you know, we gave him a hard time, but at the same time, like this is a no brainer. <laughs> You know, yeah. like there's never a don't extend cat. That was never a conversation. Like that's not part of the conversation. It's 100% worth it. Like, I think John Krasinski pointed out that it's notable how quickly he was ready to sign this one um, yeah. compared, compared to the last one. Like, there's some stability. You got to keep cat locked up. And, like, he he's great. So, why not? I mean, I'd rather have cat than a lot of the other guys who are going to sign these contracts. Yeah. So, I... it's... I don't know. It's it's a it's an interesting time, but it, yeah, congratulations to Cat. It's 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 awesome. I'm glad he wants to stay. It's not yeah. it's not a given, you know. Like being a small market team, it's not a given that your star wants to stay. Um, so yeah, it's great. I don't really have a ton of analysis, but no, I, I hope I, he continues to get better. I agree you with know? you. I think like I think he will. The fact that you're able to get an all NBA player on your team and we, we yeah. talk about how people don't want to stay in Minnesota and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, at least you can look at Carl Anthony Towns and he got drafted in 2015. If he stays out to his whole contract, that's a huge success because you were able yeah. to get a an all NBA caliber player to spend more than a decade with your team. Like that's yeah, that's significant. That's a, And you that's have a, this core of Cat and Anthony Edwards locked up for a while. Yeah. And, and you, you have, really see what you can do. Yeah, and you get some flexibility. Um, yeah, I I, th- I I agree. Um, nothing to really talk about too much. Um, just this just in Ricky Rubio signing back with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, so just reported that. Um, all right, let's go around the league. The biggest news, obviously, Kevin Durant asked for a trade yesterday, which yep. it was very weird because the Nets they traded a first round pick for Royce O'Neal. Like seconds after that news came out, like it was, it which was means almost that conversation had happened. Which, yeah, which it's, it feels to me like if you know you're losing Tur- or uh, Kevin Durant, you're not trading a first-round pick for Royce O'Neal. Like, he seems like a guy that you trade a first-round pick for for a team that's already really good, not lo- about to lose your best player. I was like, did somebody forget to tell Sean Marks that Kevin Durant asked yeah. for a trade? Um, I don't know. Like, w- 
it seems like the the place he'll end up might be Phoenix. Um, maybe the Lakers if they're really to get get rid of Edwards. Where where do you want to see him end up, or where do you think he will? I would love to see him in Phoenix. I think that would be awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. But I'm really. This is a tough one, you know, in terms of like actually putting a trade together. Um, and I think there will be franchises who will not meet the price, even though Kevin Durant is, you know, probably a you know, top five player in the league. Um, it's just a tough one for me. I hear that the, it was reported. I don't know how accurate this is, but it was reported that the Nets were asking for like two, like multiple all stars in a return. Yeah. It's like nobody has that. Like nobody can do that. And so you'd have to pay to get another team's all-star. And we just saw DeJounte Murray go for three unprotected first round picks. And so you'd have to have like a really high caliber guy already on your team that you were willing to pay to get rid of. Yeah. You know, because which is first of all kind of like tough because ostensibly you want that guy playing with Kevin Durant. And then you would also have to pay to get another team's all-star and then you'd probably have to throw draft compensation on top of that. So it's like, this is a really, really high price. And I think there's going to be a lot of teams that will think twice about it. If that's truly the asking price. Um, like that's where to me, know. like the Clippers and the Lakers make the most sense just based on the fact that they can give up like Paul George or Anthony Davis. Yeah. And, but they don't have any picks. So that makes it hard. Um, yeah. So I guess, and, I mean, I mean, if you're the Nets, like, the with the Royce O'Neal thing, maybe you're saying like, okay, we're gonna keep Kyrie, we're gonna bring Ben Simmons back. Hopefully, I he's think Woj, again, and then we're. Gonna I think get Woj like, reported yesterday that like Kyrie's out too. Yeah, but like, yeah, th- yeah, I yeah, I know. But to me, like the only, yeah, it's very weird. It's like almost like, like being in, bad does not help the Nets. Like, like unless you're able to, break. like, okay, would you do this given their situation right now? Would you give up Kyrie Irving for, let's say the Lakers are so desperate to make a move, they give up Anthony Davis straight up. And yeah, then you're able Kyrie? to trade for, yeah, for, for Kyrie. 100%. And let's say it's like some sort of three-team deal, and then you give Durant to the Clippers, and you get back Paul George. Like, given the situation right yeah. now, it's like you you almost have to – and I get it, right? Like, there, there's two ways of thinking about it if you're Sean Marks. It's – who I, I also don't actually blame for any of this. Like I, yeah. like, maybe if you he, ask me who to blame, I think like yeah. it's the combination of Kyrie and KD. Like maybe a little Steve have, Nash thrown in there. Yeah, right. But yeah, like, but it's that Durant had this like idea of like creating the super team. He's not patient enough. We know that he's like a surly guy in general. Yep. That doesn't take away from who he is as a player. Then you have the Kyrie drama, who certainly didn't help and pushed Harden out. Um, and like that didn't help. And then like when you're a part-time player, it's hard. So, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, yes. Like I would do that if I was the Nets, if yeah. you can come out of this situation with AD and like something like AD and Paul George. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, like, cause, cause again, the Nets don't have their picks, so they so, can't tank. So suddenly exactly. Yeah. Houston has their picks. So, but suddenly if you're able to to do that and then all of a sudden you have Ben Simmons coming back and like, who knows what he is. It's kind of a spicy team. And it's also like, okay, yeah, you might be like this fifth seed in the East. Like that's not like that or better, like, or better. You're suddenly a contender again. Cause it's like, and I, I, I tweeted this out somewhat tongue in cheek yesterday of like, I can't wait for like the talk show host to be like, wait, wait, wait till I tell you why the nets will be better without Kevin Durant. 
And it's like, well, no, well, they're, they're like a team. A team's <laughs> good, good. But a team is better with Kevin Durant than without him. Like that's whatever. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying, I guess, it, it's I, I'm kind of buying into that thought just based on even if it was like the Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, if you're mm-hmm. able to do right. that that's trade, the package to me, and then you're then you're also able to get something for Kyrie that's like a player, and suddenly your team is Ben Simmons, Mikhail Bridges, Ayton plus you know another. Next another player that like fills in that Kyrie role yep. and you have Joe Harris coming back and Patty Mills came back team. Like suddenly you're like, if everybody stays healthy, I kind of get where this could be. And like, suddenly your core is Simmons and, and Aiton and like ignore all the Simmons stuff for the last year, which I guess I know, I know you can't like, I, I get that, but, but like the upside if, is still there. if he's the guy that he was before the playoff series against the, the Hawks, it's like, Oh, okay. We have a top, 15 player in the league and a yeah. top 10 defender. Um, yep. You have Aiton, who's like probably a top five center in the league. Um, so, yep. and then, no, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a really good, yeah. I still think that Phoenix like has the assets. Like if there's going to be a, a Kevin Durant trade that involves only one team, like only one other team, I think it's going to be Phoenix. Yeah. But, but I like, but I mean, you're saying like you're better with KD than without him, which is obviously true. But there's a part of me that would rather have like, for instance, like if we're going with your hypothetical, Paul George and Anthony Davis than KD and Kyrie. I, you know, because you never know what's happening with Kyrie. So I'd rather have something like that. And if the, if the Nets could like land this in that situation, or you can trade Kevin Durant for like Aiden Bridges all of Phoenix's draft picks and then move Kyrie for something else. Like that's, that's kind of nice. Yeah. So, I mean, like it's tough because then that's also like, it's, it's both, you're both in the situation where you're trying to trade like the most valuable like player that's been on the market. Like probably, I don't even know, like forever, (laughs) but then you also have no leverage. So it's like really hard to figure out where this is going to go. For the Nets, and I'm just really, really curious. But yeah, I mean, if you, I think if you, if you can come out of this without it being a total disaster for your franchise, like that's a win. Yeah, and that's what I'm interested. I maybe we'll talk about this next week, depending on the trade, because I actually want to talk about like I think Tim Legler tweeted that it's like the the biggest disaster in like NBA history or like the last uh, like 30 years, we'll and see. it's like well let's let's see what they get back, but certainly yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. It's it's not a bad move to assemble a team with KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Yeah. You know, like it, the same people who are saying this is the biggest disaster in franchise history are the people who are saying they were going to win like three titles, you know? So it's like you cannot fault this front office for trying to, for giving that a shot. You know, like that was, some people were saying like, oh, this is the best team ever, you know, which obviously not, but yeah. like it didn't work out. And there was always that risk, but it, I don't know. Like you have to do it. You can't say no to the, to the opportunity to do that. If you're the, if you're the Nets front office and yeah, like the personality thing just destroyed it. But I think that's probably more on, yeah, as you said, more on the players and the coaching staff. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, It's not the guy putting the team together. <laughs> I mean, the um, return well, they got for Harden was good. Yeah, I, I agree. Like you got multiple firsts and you're able to get Ben Simmons back and, and Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, one note I want to make on the um, Suns and like uh, Timberwolves yeah, yeah, yeah. with Booker and Towns, uh, Jess Holtz for sure, first woman in history to secure a max contract, and she did two of them on the yeah. same day. I've met Jess before; she's great. 
Yeah. Um, obviously super well respected in the industry. So um, good for her. Congrats, yeah. That's, that, that's awesome. Sure. Awesome to see more to come. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we can kind of do a rapid fire here. Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. Oh four man. Years, 105 million. <laughs> I, I was like totally off this yesterday and now I'm kind of in. Why well, all am the I players in? are tweeting because all the players are tweeting about how good he is, you know, which, it, you know, I, it's too much money. You know, like it's too much money. Like, I don't know. Like, would you rather have Jalen Brunson or like somebody else who signed? I'm trying to think who else signed. Okay. Like Anthony Simon signed for this much money I, or a little less. I guess you'd maybe rather have Brunson, but I don't know. Like, okay, let's, <laughs> let, let's, let's go through what we talked about. Um, yeah. Let's do the exercise. Yeah. Let me, I just got to go by the year. So yeah, my thing, it's too much money. He is probably a better player than he's getting credit for though. You know, like Jalen Brunson's a good player. Um, and I think all the people saying that, like, oh, he's a backup, like, didn't really under don't really understand like what was going on on the Mavs last year. Like, he's definitely a starter. Okay, know? let's let's go through where he is. Players getting paid slightly. By the way, it's a twenty six million dollars per year annual yep, yep. contract. The players above him: Jamal Murray making thirty one million, Chris Paul. I mean, there's more players, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying the players around him. Uh, Jamal Murray, 31 million, Chris Paul, 30 million, D'Angelo Russell, 29 million, Kyle Lowry, 28 million. Do you want Jalen Brunson over any of those guys? Um, like maybe D'Lo? Yeah, I think I'd probably want him over Lowry at this point. Lowry too. Yeah. Okay. Um, players getting paid just right below him. Terry Rozier, 24 million, Mike Conley, 22 million, Malcolm Brogdon, 21 million, Fred yeah. Van Vliet, 21. That like the Fred Van Vliet thing really f's it up because Fred Van Vliet's like the best value contract in the league. It is, but like, I guess my point is, I what they did to clear cap space to get to get uh, him is the weird part because it was like, oh my god, we gotta we gotta get rid of all this cap space. We gotta get Jalen Brunson in the doors, and you're like, wait, Jay, wait, wait, what? Like Jalen Brunson, and you see the deal, and then you're like, I guess like. You know, you look at yeah. like the Terry Rozier deal, which is just an atro atro atrocity, and you look at some of those other players, and you're like, I guess. Um, it's just that I, it's pre a, it's I prefer a, not to pay him 24 million than right. to pay him 24 million. But if that's the cost of doing business, then I guess that's that's what it is. It's kind of just what he was going to get paid, and I think that the the bigger criticism of this, and we'll talk about, we'll bring on all next guest next week, maybe. Yes, um, but like the. The, the bigger problem with this is it seems like the Knicks just like decided what they wanted to do and then said, okay, like no matter the price, we're going to do it. And I think that's something the Knicks do a lot. And that's just like not a good way to get value in the league. So yeah, good, but good for him to get his money. Do? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not going to hate on Jalen Brunson. Like he worked really hard. He like came up and turned himself into a really good player. And you know, it's like, it's some, in some ways I'm like, Oh, he's overpaid. But at some point it's like, well, I mean, a team was willing to pay him. So that's his value. You know, that's kind of the simplest way to calculate value in the NBA. It's like, okay, what's somebody willing to pay you? Okay, that's your value. You know, like, sorry, this is what it is. And I, you yeah. know, the problem is like, yeah, you're talking about him in the same breath as like some of these guys who are like definitely bad contracts, but we haven't even seen him play for the Knicks yet. So let's at least like give him a chance to live up to the contract before we say this is a total disaster. I agree. I'm with you. Um, also, uh, his dad is in um, New York, and his dad's a bad human being. So. Uh, dude. It's an FYI. Just yeah. a heads up. Not a good guy. Um, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. 
don't Tyus know. Jones back to Memphis, two years, thirty million. Don't have to talk yeah. about that. The thought is maybe he'd get like a starting point guard job somewhere. Um, but then I think like oh, the obvious stretch. suitors kind of trickle down, and he's staying somewhere where he has success and he likes, and that's good. Good for him. Yep. Um, John Wall. This kind of got uh, tucked away, but he got bought out from Houston for forty million, well, forty-seven million, and then he signs nice. one. One like right bought out for forty seven million. million. Just like, hey, don't work this year. Here's yeah, can you? Million. Can we pay you forty seven million dollars to not work? Yes. Yes, indeed, you can. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, where do I sign? Um, seven million dollar deal. He's only thirty one. He didn't play at all last year. I know he's had his injury history. He was okay uh, two years ago, though. Yeah, he was. Um, and I have this in the notes, and I actually might not believe this on the Brunson thing, but is it? Am I crazy? This might be an idiotic thing to say. So stop me if I'm stupid. Okay. Uh, would I rather have John Wall at $7 million than having Brunson or Kyrie Irving at their prices? Hmm. Um, like in 2020, so granted, we have to account for the fact that in the last three years... It's a really hard question to ask. He's played in 40 games. But when he did play in 2020-21, he averaged 21 points, 7 assists per game. Um, his shooting was not very good. But I was like, like, no, I, yeah, I think I would definitely rather have like an all-star point guard. Yeah. And pay them what they're worth. But okay. But then we get into like the Kyrie thing and it's like, you're, yeah. you don't want to pay Kyrie 30 million. No, not really. And I, we just talked about how we don't really want to pay Brunson 25 million. So yeah, we're going to so be I mean, we seven, GMs, million, seven million if, is a lot less money. If we were GMs. We just wouldn't pay anybody and our team would suck. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're worth that. Ah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's like tough with John Walks. You could just be getting like nothing. Yeah. You know, if he can stay healthy for 70 games, then that's an awesome deal. It is. Yeah, I agree. Interesting team to get him too. I think that's mm-hmm. um, defensively. I think he's not very good, but um, we'll see. Um, okay. And then you want to talk about DeAndre Ayton. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's just such a mess, dude. Like it is. How did how did Phoenix f this up so badly? Like this is a front office that's like known for being smart, and have put together like two like say what you will about their collapse in the playoffs last year, but like that team was really good, and they obviously went to the finals the year before, and then like now they're just like they've just alienated their like second. Well, third, not second best, like third best player who they would not have gotten out of the first round of this last playoffs without. And they like were mad at him for like wanting the ball, but they also are mad at him because he doesn't want the ball. And like, I, it's just like all so weird. It's just like, it's like part of me is like, oh, there must be red flags with Aiden because like this pretty professional front office and this like pretty good coach like are both saying stuff yeah like we don't want him but at the same time it's like are you like seriously like you just better for like the number one overall pick on this guy and you're just gonna like kick and him to the curve good. like like and he's good that's the thing people are forgetting like he's he's improved every single year he's a good offensive center he's gotten better defense he's at least a league average defender at center if not better like i don't know it's kind of like this is like what this is year three year four for him like what more do you want right now you know and so i don't know i think whatever team ends up with him is going to be like i don't know how this happened because we just got the number one overall pick 
like type talent. Like, like I know I know Luca was in that draft, so it kind of messes up that calculus. But like if Luca wasn't in that draft, like Aiden yeah, would have been the number one pick. Um I mean you can talk about Trey Young too, but like so I, like yeah, it's like weird draft, but definitely a top five type talent um in, in the draft. And so it's just like I just don't know how you screw this up this bad if you're the Suns. And all of a sudden, like, he's got no value because, like, you've just kind of said that you don't want him. You've, like, destroyed your leverage. He's mad at you. So, like, he could just walk, you know. If he signs the qualifying offer and walks away after this year, like, that is bad. And, like... I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I just don't know what to think. I don't know how they mess this up this bad. It just feels like that one game for Phoenix just like totally screwed everything up. And if he's not moved in a Kevin Durant trade, like if they can, I mean, if they can bring somehow bring in Kevin Durant without trading Aiton, then I, I have a feeling they'll work things out. <laughs> but at the same time, like that's really doubtful. Like if they are getting Kevin Durant, they're Aiton's in that deal. Right. And then, or a sign and trade or something. And then, I don't know, you've just like let that, I don't know, it's just really weird. And I think they've done a horrible job. And I don't think it's being talked about enough how badly they've mismanaged this. I I am with you 100%. And it sucks for Aiton too, because he deserves yeah. to get something. And it seems like now the only way he's going to get it, because teams like Detroit have kind of taken themselves out. Indiana has cap space, but it like unless they get rid of Miles Turner, I don't really know yeah. what the plan is there. Um, which maybe there's a Timberwolves trade there. We'll see. Um, yeah, and, and like, and then you, like that. We, you know, we don't. Miles Bridges situation um, oh, certainly does not deserve to get uh, no, no. A, a deal. I think he's gonna get a hefty suspension. Yeah, I, as, he, as he should, and hundred percent. Like, yeah, but depending. I, on, yeah, I don't um, know how soon we'll be seeing him again. And now you have Charlotte, who obviously they're probably not going to make that signing, and. Um, but I don't think they have the enough cap space to sign a player that's not theirs. So, yep. Um, I mean, there, I'm the There was like some wolves eight and buzz. I don't know if it's real, but that would be awesome. I think, um, I would like to see him on a new team to be perfectly honest. Like I've rooted for the Suns the last couple of years. I think they're really fun, but like you got to get him out of here. You can't just like do this to your player and then just expect him to be the bigger man and just forget about it. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm with you. You just got to gotta get him out of there. Got to get him out. Bring him to Minnesota. We'll <laughs> yeah, get him. get him to the Wolves. Cat and Aiden together would be wild. Uh, it would. <laughs> I would like that. It'd be um, awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, more news that just came in that we can we don't have to talk about right now. Um, but Gary Payton, three-year, $28 million yeah, yeah, yeah. Portland. You like Love that it. move? Yeah. Um, Zion wow. Williamson is about to sign a five-year rookie max contract worth up to $231 million. Yep. Um, Scary, but you got to do it. Got to do it. Yeah, cost of doing business. Um, John Morant signed his five-year $231. Um, yeah, no Bradley Beal signed his max. Yeah. So. He only cares about um, winning, Kyle. He only cares about winning. He only cares about winning, yeah. Uh, but somehow, right, when well, the Wizards said, we'll make you the, the most highly paid player in the NBA, that... Uh, that's He's it. like, you know what? Uh, winning, <laughs> winning might not matter. Um, all right, man. Well, thank you so much. Um, yeah, yeah. Two-parter. We did it. Uh, next week, let's talk more specifics. There's certainly going to be more moves. Let's bring in maybe yep. a Knicks fan. We can talk about how yeah. sad they are. Yeah, um, perfect. 
for once minnesota's we're, we're not the sad ones um except for our baseball team they are sad. yeah we don't talk about that yeah um all right well julian thank you so much man um have a good weekend have a good fourth everyone listening thank you so much and we will uh talk to you next week